0: Well, you've done it. you finally reached the bottom of the barrel of podcasts. A place where stupidity meets insanity meets a microphone. Your host, a man who is, well, you'll just have to judge for yourself. As he takes you through the wasteland of society, history, politics, sports, commentary, pop culture, and all of its modern depravity. Don't turn back now. You're at Dane Bramage. Good luck and Godspeed. Uh, uh uh it's dame bramage it's me jeff um yeah today's just gonna be a blizzard of crap coming out uh so i'm on a solo it's just me doing my thing sitting in the car looking around had had an interesting couple of days here uh so today's not really going to be about anything I guess specific. It's just going to be about a bunch of stuff. Just kind of like uh, just stuff. First of all, what's what's getting there in my crawl this morning? So like, you know, hey look. I am doing a podcast. I am trying to share it with everybody. So sorry. So sorry for the inconvenience of messaging people that I don't know. I know with, you know, my podcast requests. So sorry that I had to disturb you for a whole five seconds of your life. I mean, I know that's so offensive. God, like people get so damn agitated now over absolutely nothing. Like the simplest crap that means absolutely nothing to them isn't going to affect their life, isn't going to change anything. They just get so damn irritated. Oh God, I'm going to report this person as spam. Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to report this person as fraud. Ah." It's like, dude, relax, man. Relax. You know, relax. Just ignore it or delete it or don't accept it. Done. I, no problem here. You know, I just, uh, some people are just dicks, you know, I just uh, straight up, man. Some people are just dicks. Like just that's, and I'm starting to learn with this podcast. There's a lot of gatekeepers out there that just aren't going to open that door. You know, um, they just aren't going to do it. It's almost like an elitist thing. Like, oh, well, you haven't done stand up comedy and you haven't done this and you haven't done that. So we're not going to let you into your little club. Dude, give me a fucking break. There's people that have a podcast about, like, cooking roast. You know, and they have, like, thousands of views. You know, like, there's people, oh, I have a degree in uh, communications. I I don't give a shit. You know, I have a degree in life sucks, okay? Like, I've had that degree for a long time, for, like, 20, I don't know, 23 years of my life. Life sucks. Sometimes you got to do hard stuff. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes, like, you know, School of Hard Knocks likes to give you a lesson or two, you know, I, I, I didn't have the, um, you know, I didn't have the pleasure of having my parents pay my way while I got to stand up and perform in front of people on a nightly basis. I didn't have anybody to, to fund my life. You know, I had to do it myself. So, you know, I had this, this whole notion of like, you know, oh, you didn't, you didn't do the stuff I did. So I can't help you. It's like, give me a fucking break, man. Like, you know, I, I promise you this. I promise you this. The day will come and it will come. You can bet your freaking bottom dollar on that. The day will come when I have my time where I'm in a position to help people. I swear to God, as the Lord Jesus Christ, as my witness, I will help anyone that needs to be helped. I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to push everybody's hands away like don't touch that you can't touch I am above you it's like I've had enough of that crap in my life man like my own personal experiences of just having to grovel and and, and lick boots and all that stuff man I've been doing it for a long time and you have those people that are like oh well, I'm just I'm too I would never kiss anyone. well yeah okay then you don't want to get anywhere like you could have all your standards and ethics and all that stuff, and that's fine. Whoop de de doo. But, like, if you're trying to get somewhere in life, yeah, it, it definitely takes a lot of, you know, befriending people. And sometimes you got to befriend people you really don't like because they they serve your best interests. Is that dishonest? Probably. I don't know. But it's something that you have to do, especially when you got kids. I and mean, when you get kids, it changes your whole perspective on things because, like, it's now your responsibility for these creatures to, to make sure they're fed, clothed, they have a roof over their head. And then you got your wife, you have to protect her. You got to make sure she's clothed, fed, roof over her head, that she's happy. I mean... It's a lot of responsibility, especially on guys. And guys carry a big load if you accept it. There's a lot of kids that are doing – kids. There's a lot of guys that are doing the Peter Pan move where they just don't want to – I don't want to accept that. I'm going to go fly with the Lost Boys for the rest of my life and just kind of you know, breathe, go through the wind and play video games, and sit on my ass and do absolutely nothing and not get a job and live with my parents and eat Cheetos. and like, I mean, whatever, man, that's, if that's your bag – Fine, it's not like I like it just it just sucks when people look down on you because of what you've decided to do to help yourself or your family out. You know, I don't I don't blame anybody. It's like I feel like Godfather don't you know, I don't look down at anybody. I don't judge anybody for how they make money, you understand? Like I I don't. I don't judge people for how they make money. If you had to sell out, you had to sell out. You know, if that if they're meant if that means like a big payday hit the end, well, you know, look at the alternatives. If if you're going to get an opportunity to make a lot of money, and maybe you have to, you know, g- give some of your standards up. Well, you know, I'm not going to say anything because I've never been in that position. You know, I, I've I've had some, excuse me, um, some breaches of my, I guess, ethics. You know. I've had to make some, uh, deals with the devil, I guess, for different things, for different things in my life, um, man, I'm tired this morning, I swear, huh, I'm really, really tired this morning, um, yeah, so, yeah, this is embarrassing and all, but I, I'm 40, something. I had a nocturnal emission last night, um, it happens every once in a while, and, like, I don't know what it is about that, but I get ex- extremely tired the next day extremely tired the next day um i don't know what the hell that's all about i i I, like i used to think it was weird that i had them still at an advanced age and i looked it up and all it is is like it's all scientific you see like what they're doing is you're just you're um like releasing your old sperm cells regardless if you're sexually active or not like just at a certain age you have all these like sperm cells that you have it's like a bank like you have all this money in the bank if you're not cashing in on it like as much as like your predetermined rate is and it's just going to release these things so that you can uh, make new credits (laughs) um so yeah i guess uh i'm making new credits you know the thing is i take like a lot of supplements and it keeps me keep certain areas of me very young uh um that's about as far as i'm gonna get into it with that one uh you know that certain 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 things about me is uh very similar the way i was when i was a teenager so um yeah and i've already described like what that problem was anyways um before I get into anything else, I just thought about this. Um, I just want to let it be known that me nor my good friend Anton uh, advocate the use of crack cocaine. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Uh, there's a human soul out there. Who goes, yeah, crack's great. You know, just uh, you lose your teeth, um, you lose your mind, uh, your wallet, your family, everything about you, your soul. Um, nah, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, just uh, crack back get that Brillo, get that little glass dick out, get it going, man. You're good. You're good to go. You're, you're in, uh, out of space, man. Um, no, we do not advocate the use of crack. If you're going to do any drug, you probably want to just stick to weed. Most people I know that have just stuck to weed have been rather successful people, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they may tiptoe around the pills thing or the psychedelics thing when they're real young, but that's about it. It's when you get to the, the three no's you want to stay away from in all their forms is heroin or just opioids and anything with an opioid base. Stay away from, stay far away from, far, especially if you're depressed. Stay far, far, far away from, and I can tell you that with all of my knowledge. Stay far, far away from opioids. stay far far if you're an ambitious type, stay away from cocaine because some people get really wrapped up in that one um if you're uh and if you're just a person, stay away from methamphetamines uh, that will steal your soul and every bit of you. Uh, it is amazing that while not necessarily physically addictive, it is one of the worst mental addicting drugs that the devil has ever created. And yes, I do believe in a devil, there is definitely a devil. If you don't believe that, go down to any bad area in the world, in the bad area of town, and just sit there for about a day or two and absorb everything you see, especially when you see things that happen to children. If you don't believe there's some great evil in this universe that's trying to manipulate everything, then you, you're badly mistaken. Because I have a hard time believing that base human nature is set to that, to do such things, as I've seen. And I haven't even seen the worst, okay? I haven't seen the worst of people. I've just only scratched the surface in my life from my own uh, observations. Now, my good buddy has definitely seen some of the more uh, diabolical things done, um, but he's still really honest and truly he's only scratched the surface, man. There's layers on top of layers of bad people in this world that do things that they are only interested in money, power, wealth, like, that. that's it. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting money, power, and wealth just on their own, but, you know, I did say I don't judge anybody for the way they make money, but as long as you're not trying to hurt people, or let me put it like this, if you have the ability to stare at someone being in pain, and you either drive, um pleasure or you just don't have a view on it in general then yeah you're kind of a sick bastard now there's some people that press buttons and give thumbs up to certain actions in life where it doesn't they they don't they don't get to see how it how it affects their how it affects other people's lives or negative decisions they just make them to benefit themselves now i i guess it is what it is guys like i said i've never been presented with a situation that I am really going to benefit by looking the other way or, you know, sacrificing some of my principles. And I can't say I wouldn't do it because it's possible I would. I don't know. The only thing I'll tell you I would not do. I would never, ever, 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 ever sacrifice my children. I would never sacrifice my wife or her happiness or... Our relationship. I would never cheat. I never have. I never will. Um you know, I was talking to my wife about this, like, you know, fatal attraction. Now I'm not talking about the new series. I tried, I tried, man, I tried to watch that new series on Paramount, it just was not good. I'm sorry, but the two things that I've seen this dude, you know, do from Mighty Ducks, guy played Charlie. I can't remember how his really name. Uh, but the guy played Charlie Conway. <laughs> It's it Conley? um, calmly, right? Anyways, um, I, the two shows I've seen him in that were like huge, you know, events recently is that Dr. Death show where he's playing the, the Dr. Dunch guy in Texas that was like, you know, just a horrible surgeon that was, you know, I believe he killed one or two people with his operations or led to their deaths. He uh permanently um paralyzed his buddy, um just all kinds of crap. Um so there's that one, and then there's this new fatal attraction one and I'm watching and I'm like kind of observing. See, I thought it was like what happens after the events of the movie, which fatal attraction as a movie is just a freaking wonder and you know, I think the perception is, is that Michael Douglas in that movie is, is, is the protagonist, that he's the hero, that he's the, the good guy. I don't think there's a good or bad person in that movie because the thing is Michael Douglas, this should be a warning to all men, a warning to, and it was back in the eighties. That's the thing. This movie was a warning. You will pay for your actions. You will pay for your actions someday especially when it comes to the affairs of the heart, okay? With some women, men too, we're not, you know, we are not immune from this at all, guys. Some women are not going to want to let you go. And some women are actually attracted to the fact that you're trying to push them away. For whatever reason, for whatever ills in their mind, um, the more you try to escape them, the more they try to grab you and bring you in. Uh, you know, in a in a, in a Michael Douglas guy, he makes it seem like he was, oh, it was just an innocent affair. My wife, well, number one, your wife, oh, my wife got for the weekend. No, oh, God, I couldn't take a whole four days. It's like, give me a friggin' break, baby, really? You can't take four days away from your wife. It, it, all these shows, movies I've seen with guys, like when their wife leaves, immediately go and start watching pornography. Guys, get off that shit, man. Get off that shit. This shit is no good for you. Pornography is not going to do anything positive in that brain of yours whatsoever. Pornography is poison, poison to a man. I promise you, there is nothing positive about pornography. If I'm going to say anything out there it does a lot of harm and really has no benefits to the user, it's pornography. Um, it triggers so many bad things in a man's mind. It, just stay away from it, man. Number one, let's be real here. Those people are sex athletes, okay? They're sex athletes. Like, they're not everyday, you know, this whole, like, reality porn. That, no. <laughs> they're not having sex with random girls. Out. Hey, you're walking down the street. Like, hey, uh, come on. I Okay, you know, see you later. Like, it doesn't really work like that. That's not how, like, no. Um, it, they're actresses. These are women under contract. These are women that have sex for a living. Um, they're stars, okay? Like I said, they're sex athletes. They're they're finely tuned sex athletes that know all kinds of things about all kinds of things. I'm, that's about as far as I want to get into that. Um, so, you know, th- that's bad. Don't do that, especially if your wife leaves. Don't pop on the old porn hub and get it a-going, okay? Um, just watch, I don't know, watch your damn kids cartoons if you need to i i don't know stay stay focused stay vigilant okay stay with your wife your wife matters okay them hoes you messing with no it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad i know i've never cheated on my wife but i know them hoes some of them some of them you know there are some crazy ladies out there i've had the pleasure of of being around and um yeah they can really tear your soul apart um so yeah um now if you're (laughs) if you're a person that see that's the thing i feel bad for glenn close because she is like she you know she like if you look at like the movie like she talks to michael douglas she's like i'm pregnant and he's like well, oh, you're going to get rid of it. Like, like that's such an asshole thing. You're going to get rid of it. Right. Like my mistake should not be, you know, give me any consequences. Like that's like pretty much how he, how he, um, you know, pursues it is like things that he does should not have any consequences for him and his family. It's like, no, you're reaping what you sow. Like this is what you've sown, my friend. This is what you've done. And if she's pregnant with your child, you know, he he kind of brutalizes her in many ways. And and honestly, I think Glenn Close might have been um a little bit and she said many times, like as long as you play fair with me, I'll play fair with you. She didn't say you have to be with me necessarily. It's just, hey, take care of your responsibilities. If 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 she's pregnant with your child and she wants to keep it, that's her decision. And you need to take care of that decision. Now, this is this is just how it is, you know? And, and you know, his whole thing is like, leave me alone. I just want to get you pregnant and I just want you out of my life. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that, man. Like Michael Douglas does a lot of shithead moves that in, in retrospect, you can look at her like, okay, well, this guy kind of drove her crazy, you know? Um, And I think from the 80s perspective, though, an 80s man perspective is like, Oh, this lady's crazy. So, you know, she's a bad guy. She's a crazy. She killed the rabbit, went after the family. And, you know, sometimes women are driven to that point. You know, if if they're desperate enough. um, I don't know what the hell her life was before he walked into it. Um, I know she's obviously unstable. Uh, So some people can just, you know, spark that instability up and really wreck people that way. So just be careful. Like, like that movie, it's a cautionary tale. Just be careful. Be careful. Don't screw around on your wife, you know. Because um, you never know, man. You never know that girl that you hook up with. Yeah, 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 you met her here. Number one, the, she, he worked with her. Don't crap where you eat. that that's, that's, like, rule number one, man. Never screw around with someone you work with. Never screw around with someone that knows you have a family, okay? Um... If you have to, if you must, if it's like a life... And so for some guys, I guess it is a life or death thing that they're not screwing someone. Um, if you got to actually do it, absolutely. Just make a, a random broad you meet and take it away from the house. To, hell, take it away from the country, preferably. Um, you know, just don't crap where you eat. That's the worst thing you can do. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I think it's a... Uh, It's pretty apparent that that movie, you know, it's funny. The other thing too is like Michael Douglas is like, you know, when she says she's pregnant, he's like, you weren't using protection. You weren't, what, you couldn't? Like this guy's getting girls pregnant and act like they're so dumbfounded. (laughs) They're so dumbfounded by like that. Something actually happened with sperm eggs. (laughs) The thing that has been happening in the history of mankind for eons actually happened to you. Like, don't act so damn shocked. You went up in it, you left your seed, ta-da, this is what happens. You know, it's a cake that has two ingredients, and if you supply one of the ingredients and the other supplies the other, chances are that cake is going to be ready, okay? There's a bun in the oven, as they say. Um. Yeah. Try to like think twice on that. Uh, you know, there's things that a woman can do, obviously, to not get pregnant. Um, but she ain't doing them. And you gotta, you gotta understand. You gotta understand. Some women do that. Some, some women do that intentionally. Uh, we've all heard the phrase "keep a blank baby." You know, I'm not gonna say it because now it's perceived. I would use the uh, GG um, part of the, of the word, not, it was a G G A part of the word, not the GGER part of the word, um, but I think in today's world, it's perceived as racist, so I'm gonna stay away from that one, um, so yeah, um, uh, I wouldn't mean it, anyways, um, so, yeah, it's like, uh, some women do that. They try to keep a dude's baby around so that that guy will stay around in their life. It'll coax them into um being with them. And rarely, oh, excuse me, rarely does that work. The only time I think I ever really may ha- may have had a shot at working is if it was 1952. The girl's a virgin. The guy was a virgin. There was a happening. And voila! Now he's got a family. You know, I think that's about the only time it's ever really been a, a case. where, oh, well, this is a full proof, full, full proof plan, which it never really was. But you had a higher shot at it about seventy years ago. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I mean, Michael Douglas is kind of shithead, dude. And like, oh, you're not—you weren't using protect. Like, what? It's her responsibility to <laughs> to ensure you're not stupid. Like, I—I I mean. I don't that makes no sense like you know there are condoms of many all over the country especially in New York friggin city man there's condoms at every truck stop every bar every whatever there's condoms of plenty everywhere you go get a couple if you gotta if if the tie must rise with someone you don't know you better be bagging it my friends keep that thing bagged up okay for many there's many diseases out there I think the younger generation has a better concept of that, to keep it a little bit cleaner, thank God. Maybe things are changing, I don't know. Don't know the market. Um, But yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, getting better at least. Um, So yeah, keep it clean, keep it righteous, bag it up, you know. Um, So yeah, you know, the funny thing about fatal attraction is, Is from what I understand is after the release of the movie, about a year, you know, of the release of the the videotape release, there was a from what I understand, at least guys that would admit it, there was a there was a dramatic shift in like extramarital affairs had gone down by quite a considerable amount, and condom use went way up by a considerable amount. Now there's other factors to this. You have the emerging AIDS virus for people who are kind of getting... And that's another thing, man. I just watched... Another movie I watched last week was... And the band played on. And this is a movie. It's got Matthew Modine. It's actually got a lot of stars in it. Um, all kinds of stars. Uh, the guy who played Magneto. I can never remember his name. Um, but anyways, there's tons of people in it. Uh, and it's just about the beginning of the AIDS virus, right? About when it came to America... Oh, just a second, folks. Oh, good gosh. Anyways, it's about when AIDS first came to America with a suitcase and a heart full of dreams. No, um, when AIDS first came to America and, uh, you know, started wreaking havoc on first really the gay community. Um, and, you know, the CDC was trying to, it's about the, the main characters Matthew Modine is people that work at the CDC, Center for Disease Control, and they're trying to figure out this virus. They're trying to figure out why is it started, who's getting it, how does it spread? And the, and you know, of course back this is back in the early 80s, late, late 70s where, you know, uh, gene information was kind of kind of new. You know, it was uh stuff like that was kind of burgeoning, it wasn't really like fully enforced like it is now. And you know, I believe God uses things to, you know, he uses tragedy a just absolutely horrific tragedy though, but he uses it for the good. He uses it so that some good can come out of it. My understanding and I, I'm I never talked to the man. I pray a lot. I pray every day. I read the Bible every day. Um, you know, I'd like to think I have a good relationship with my creator But I like from what I would think of it, the AIDS virus was a way for us to have a better understanding of genes, science, transmission of viruses, uh, DNA, stuff, cells, stuff like that, stuff like that. Okay, about the immune system, how it works, because a lot of stuff really brought in a lot of understanding of vaccines and diseases and stuff like that. Um, There was a whole new revolution in the way we understood that stuff. And I I, I think it had something to do with the AIDS virus because a lot of funding went into, um, you know, AIDS protection, AIDS prevention, and a cure possibly. Now, we still don't have a cure. There's a lot of uh, new medications out there. Well, okay, except for Magic Johnson. I believe the man found a cure for HIV. (laughs) He's never told anybody. (laughs) Because if you're uber rich... And uber-famous, like, believe me, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of famous, rich, loved people that died from AIDS. Uh, you can look at Rock Hudson, you can look at Perry Ellis, you can look at the dad from the Brady Bunch, I mean, there's, I can't remember the guy's name, um, there's, there's many of people that died, good people that died from AIDS, um. And I think that's one of the bad, the terrible things. If I if I have a couple, Ronald Reagan is my favorite president ever, and I have a couple things that he did that I just can't forgive him for is the ignoring of the AIDS virus until it was just too late, until it spread so vastly, until the blood banks were so infested with them that hemophiliacs were getting this stuff. Young young kids, hemophiliacs that, that really. It was not, you know, none of their damn faults for getting this disease. And the fact that some assholes, and I'm going to get a little angry about this because man, it has something to do with kids. That's my, that's my soft spot. And the fact that some assholes said that he was, you know, these young men were getting A's, these kids from transfusions of blood where they had, it was no fault of their own. They were born with a condition, hemophilia, that they had to have this plasma inserted in them that coagulates the blood so they don't have to bleed out or when they get bruised or they get cut they don't die um you know uh because they had to have these transfusions that aids was in it and hiv was in it and they didn't know so the hiv progressed to aids um they had no medications for it so they you know eventually would die from it but the fact that these young men and women and all these people had and if you look I'll tell you right now, folks, I'll tell you one of the saddest things i ever tell, see, ugh, one of the saddest things i ever seen in my life, in my life. And to this day scars me is when, ah, shit. See, I can't even talk about this without getting teary eyed. Hmm. Uh, so there was a, uh, okay. Let me try to get this out without crying. Okay. Whew. Let it go. Okay. Uh, Magic Johnson did this interview with all these kids. And I think it was on Nickelodeon, if I, and it was about AIDS. And there was a little... <laughs> there's a little girl in the crowd. And there were some kids in the background. He's you know, talking to these people, these young people about AIDS and stuff like that. There was a little... Whew, uh, it was a little girl... Well, African-American girl just starts crying, damn it, starts crying, and she says, I just, he tried, she, he, Magic Johnson said, what's wrong? She, she said, I just want to be treated like everybody else. And "Mm -hmm." she's just crying, and, uh, sobbing real hard tears and magic johnson said i know i understand uh, you want you want your friends to come over and play with you and she just want everybody to know that you weren't going to get sick by touching her and she didn't do anything wrong this is just something that afflicted her she she had no wrong in this And if anybody can look at that little girl, she couldn't be more than 10. and have any kind of outrage towards her or anger towards her or... or oh, God. It, they're just sick. They're soulless. There's a lot of Christians out there. And, and you know what? If you're one of them... Mm, That is not Christ-like, my friends. That is not Christ-like to sit there and scream at these people and scream at these children that they're damned and they're going to hell and that they're gay or that they, that you have no, look, if you're a Christian and you're just telling everyone who's going to go to hell and who's saved, you're not, you're not, you're not following Christ, okay? Now, if you're doing wrong and you have someone pull you aside and say, hey, this is, you know, your actions are going to, possibly cause that's between them and their maker. It's not it's not your job to tell them if they're damned or saved. You're not a prophet. You know, don't do that, especially to children. How do you think they felt having adults screaming at them, bloody murder I don't want these kids going to the same school, my kid. I mean it's it, it it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And any child would have to go through that. They're just trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to. <laughs> you're taking the last of their life and making it worse, as if life wasn't hard enough on them. You're even making it worse by just absolutely punishing them for nothing they have done. They haven't done anything to deserve that. You know, and I, I've I've said some shit in my life about AIDS. That is absolutely disgusting what came out of my mouth, and I hate myself for doing it. i 'm not even going to repeat what I 've said. you know, as I was a young man, I didn 't know any better, but I actually knew uh, a family friend that we had had AIDS when he passed away. Um, he's a good man, he's a good man. He got it from sharing needles. Uh, you know it's just it's tragic it's at, there was absolutely nothing to scream at people about you know that I mean yeah there were some people that made some really irresponsible choices okay and, and yeah they, they got this disease and yeah it, it you know I guess some people could get a real get off on that about you know oh they're dead because of what they've done they're going to hell oh. it's like Okay, so what? Like, do, do you need a pile? I mean, what is it with people and they have to pile that on? It's like someone's in pain. Someone's in torment. Someone's having a hard time. But no, you're going to pile on them and make them feel worse about their situation. I mean, like, that's why it's like when someone's having a hard time, man, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that makes their life any worse. You know, I want them to be happier if I can make it happier for them. You know, like, people don't deserve that, man. We deserve to be good. We deserve to be kind to one another. You know, do you, the golden rule, whatever happened to the golden rule, man? I, When I grew up, that was something that was just part of life. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Now, there's a lot of people that don't observe that for whatever reason. They're jaded. They're angry. They're bitter. Maybe they've had that particular type of person hurt them. So in their mind, it stands out as every person like that person is the same as those people that have hurt them. Okay, there's a lot of things the mind does to, to deal with really extreme situations in life. Um, we get presets and judgments. Uh, another good, uh, so yeah, I, I, like I was talking to Anton about this uh, last weekend about the book Pimp by iceberg slim that i've read like several times um there's another book that i just finished that iceberg slim uh wrote that was called trick baby it's about this guy they call white folks who had a a white father a black mother he never knew his dad blah 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 um you know he actually got this this lady he meets he actually ends up going with is a married white woman from a really you know upper class background and white folks you know, she doesn't know he's actually black. He sits down with her and her father and some police chief from California. And, uh, they pretty much say that, you know, the, they, they, the, 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 talking about black people, how evil they are. And the white guy's a liberal. And he's like, Oh, we'll see. And then, you know, this is one of the things I don't like about, you know, not one of them, but like, I, I can't call myself a like progressive. Cause I don't, I don't, consider liberals and progressives are two different i would never consider myself progressive because i believe a lot of stuff they do is out just absolutely racist like but it's in a condescending way that oh you know we're gonna help you we're gonna give you hope but we're just gonna keep you give you enough sustenance sustenance in your life that you can barely make it by and you'll never try to climb up the ladder because you have everything you need and that keeps you from being a threat It keeps you down and, and, you know, a lot of the welfare stuff I think was done with ill intentions. Now, I do believe you have to help people, but you got to get it to where they can help themselves at some point. They like just keeping people on generational welfare, I think is absolutely cruel and evil to give no one to give them enough hope where they think, okay, I'm going to live. And to make them think that as long as they, you know, get more handouts from the government, that that's a good thing and that's a better thing but not giving them any hope as in like there's no, like people can't buy nice things. So that's one of the reasons why you don't have a lot of economic opportunities in a lot of areas is because when everyone gets on government assistance, they can't buy nicer stuff. They can only buy the very bare minimum things in life. They can bear, they can buy food. They can buy uh, stuff like that. But that's about it, you know pay their rent, pay their utilities. That's about it. Especially in today's world, man, because everything's so freaking expensive because we freaking spent ourselves into oblivion and printed ourselves into oblivion. If you don't think that's a problem, you're freaking really mistaken. Um, you know, the, the currency's been so damn inflated that it's just not even worth anything anymore. Uh, so yeah, if you keep these people just to where they're, they're barely making it. They're they're living off of their handouts and all that jazz. They're not gonna they're they're, they're not gonna go anywhere. And, and pretty much, you know, white folks is listening to these this guy say this, and then he's listening. To the cop is actually an outward racist, calls himself a conservative, which I don't believe that racism is conservative in any, in any way. Um, so he pretty much says, you know, oh, you just gotta beat the crap out of them and kill them all, you know, like. Okay, like that's absolutely abhorrent, evil, and you know why. Folks is listening to this, listening to these two men talk, and he gets up finally, and I think spits at him or something, and yeah. So it's like, anyways, uh, people have this cruel hardness in their heart, and it's it's crazy to think like that. Some people just walk around with this this baggage. That's why I think it is. It's just a it's just a just a just baggage of hate and anger towards people which i don't know why they have that it's just uh, a feeling of some people have this this thing of like aristocracy or or supremacy over someone else like that makes them feel good they're part of this select little like i said like gatekeeping like the select little club that you're you only allow certain people into this club and everyone else gets to be underneath your feet and you can walk all over them Maybe that's maybe that's a kick. I don't know. i I couldn't tell you. I've never had that situation in my life where I could be superior over anybody. So um, maybe that gives you just the greatest thrill ever. you know um, I just think it's disgusting how we feel about one another. and maybe that just makes me a bleeding heart. Yeah I, a, I am a bleeding heart. I know that. <laughs> I don't deny that. I feel tremendous empathy and sympathy for people when I see suffering. Like I said, and, and I guess you guys have figured this out now. When it has to do with suffering of a child, it, it is, it, I don't care. And look, I don't give a damn what that child is, looks like, background, whatever. I, I, a child is a child in my eyes, right? Number one, we're all children of God in my eyes, okay? Every last one of us. We're all brothers and sisters, and we're all brothers in God. You know, we were all part of the same human family that God created. And... Until we get to that point where we can all look at each other and realize we're all just equal, that there is none higher or lower, that we're all just equal amongst each other and we're all going to the same place after we die, we're never going to get any better. And I think there's been some enlightened people throughout the ages that have understood that, that we're all just people and we're and we're wounded. We're, or everyone has their... They're wounds, man. Some people wear it on their face. Some people wear it on their sleeves. Some people wear it on their heart. And some wounds can't be seen. And some people just want to inflict those wounds on other people. Or because they've been inflicted with these wounds that they can put up this shield that keeps them from getting hurt again. And, you know, some people consider that being strong. I I consider, you know what, honestly, if you're not emotionally vulnerable, I consider you weak. I really do. I, I think that's a weakness that you're not, you're not able to feel certain things or let yourself feel certain things or outwardly show your emotion, man. I consider you very weak. I don't consider that masculine at all. I consider that actually quite uh, <laughs> emasculating that, that you, you want, I, I can't cry, man. I can't. Why? What are you afraid that water is going to come down your face? What do you think those tears are going to? infect you with homosexuality what like what? what's the problem you know my grandfather's the toughest man i've ever known in my life he said ah eh, are a good way to clean your face i mean like you know and this guy saw war and death so yeah i i uh i think that whole damn thing about crying is just uh, you can't cry it's so ridiculous stop it stop it cry if you need to cry freaking cry do it all the freaking time okay if you want to be a cry baby be a cry baby who gives a shit you know is it, is it is it hurting anyone no does it make sometimes it makes you feel better man i mean god my man i remember when i watched that movie the shack if y'all want to see a really good tearjerker <laughs> tearjerker for some parts actually makes you feel better after the tearjerking um it's a movie called the shack and it's a religious movie and man. man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Again, kids, <laughs> uh, was a part where this, uh, I'm not gonna, yeah, there's a, there's a really, really emotional part and where dad has to do something that I don't know if, I don't know if I could do it. So it's, uh, it, 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 Broke me down when I watched it and I cried hard. Hard one of the hardest times I ever cried in my life. And um, and then Passion of the Christ, I've cried my eyes out at that. Just the concept that this is the most noble, wonderful, beautiful presence we've ever had on this planet, and we just man beat would have beat him to death. I mean, the cross was just the the. He would have died without the cross. Believe me, the beating he suffered. I don't think. I, I don't think you could have come back from that. Um, the the cat of nine tails when they unleashed the cat of nine. That's to me the crucifixion. Crucifixion is barbaric and horrible in every single aspect of it. There, that is the worst way to go. Trust me. That is the worst. Most painful, long, agonizing way to go. That and being slipped down a pike. That's another... Um, And we've come up with some brutal ideas, mankind. So I'm saying I don't think we're evil, man. You know, some people look at us like we're evil. But I think when we don't listen to the better angels of our nature, that is where we head. When we indulge the evil parts of us, yeah, I think we can get pretty fucked up. Um, But anyways, yeah, the uh, the cat of nine tails, when you see the passion of the Christ is getting whipped. And what they would do is they would put, it was leather whip, almost looks like a palm tree unfolded, you know. Um, And all these little little leather uh, straps had these little pieces of metal and hooks and stuff like that. And what they would do is as they would whip you, these things would be embedded in your skin. Uh, And every time they would pull it back, man, it would release chunks of flesh, muscle, and just people bled to death. Barbaric. Barbaric. There's no lesson to be learned in that. That just makes someone even worse. You know, some people don't understand that punishment can cause more pain to others because of the pain that's inflicted on some people they take it out on other people it's a lot to understand of how the mind works so damn see i get off on these <laughs> i go to these places man mentally it's like i start off in one place and i just you know i just go just it, it's weird how my mind just kind of bounces around all over the place i like get especially when you take in a lot of information that doesn't matter you know um like, there's a lot of really smart people I live, that I've met in my life that are, like, you know, practically smart. And what I mean by that is, like, pra- like some plumbers, they couldn't tell you anything about history or politics. But, man, oh, man, you put them in, in front of some really complicated plumbing situation, dude, they'll have it solved in, like, two minutes. Like, that's, like, practical intelligence. These See, those are the kind of people when, when the whole world falls apart. You want those people around because they're going to come in and tell you like how to rewire everything, rework everything, make sure the poop goes one way and the water comes in another way. Like those, those, those are the people you want around. Like those, they have practical skills. Me, you know, I might be cool around a fire, like a a campfire telling a story. (laughs) Like I might be a nice court jester, you know. Um, Other than that, my usefulness, I have some plumbing skill, very small. I have some electrical skill. Very, very small. I learned a very teeny, tiny morsel of HVAC. Um, I got a lot of landscaping knowledge. Thank you, Dad. Um, You know, it. it, and I have a lot of just anecdotes. History, politics, sports, entertainment things, things in the news. I seem to grasp onto quite easily. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I've always been very, you know, interested in the human condition. I've been very interested lately, last couple years, in how the brain works and why some people turn out the way they do. Um, You know, do I think that killers are made or are they born that way? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it's definitely a lot of they are made. Um, It's just like a bad, an evil, a mad dog. A lot of times they're made that way through abuse and um uh, killers psycho killers i think are uh they're made you know from what their excuse me experiences are as children especially if they're brutalized by some real sadistic butt munches um you know i think uh i think that definitely has an effect on them in the future pain mental, physical, can really turn something so young and innocent into something so cold and vile. So just, you know, these are things to think about, folks. When we see people on TV and, and when we see people on TikTok and on news feeds and you look at them like, oh, my God, how this guy, It's like, get over yourself. Like, you have no idea what that person went through in life. You have no idea what they've had, the, the kind of decisions they've had to make. You know, it's all nice for us in our nice little bubbles we live in to think that everyone's like no one's like you all right that's good good for you like i mean but no one's like you we're all different man like no we don't think the same we all think differently we strategize differently we put different you know we all have different um priorities but there's a lot of things that connect us love children our care for them, you know, uh, the good things about us, more we're kind and charitable to one another. I think I like to end every podcast on a message of hope because I do see that. I see that all the time. If you choose to see the good, you'll see the good. Now, there's a lot of bad to choose from, believe me, but you can also choose to see kindness, and it happens every single day all over the world all the time. There's always someone that stops their car and hand someone in need a sandwich, a bottle of water, or a $5 bill, okay? I think some of the coolest things I've ever done in my life that really, like, are imprinted in my brain are some of the, the things I've been able to do for people that didn't have what I had to, to help them out. I remember one time I gave a guy a $20 bill, you know? Um, I remember some guy... Came up to me and I don't remember what the hell he said. I really don't remember what, I, what he said. He was like, I think it was like twenty. It was like twenty-four or something like that, maybe twenty-five. And I gave him a twenty-dollar bill. I said, "Hey, man, please use this wisely. Like, don't spend it on something stupid. You know, um, and I want to help you. It's like, you know, and this is back when twenty bucks actually may have mattered a little bit. Um, now what he did with that, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But there's a there's a lot of people do a lot of good for one another when, when we're put I mean the response we had to COVID when you know some of the good volunteering people did to help with situations. Nine again, I always go back to nine twelve, man, the day after nine eleven. It was a response I've never seen out of people, man. Like people were there was lines and lines of people at blood banks just trying to donate blood to help. There was Charities on top of charities on top of charities of money flowing in to help people survivors. There, I mean, there was just oodles of good things you could see around the country in the world. People had our back for a minute, you know, until we decided to go all cowboy and shit. You know, most nations had our back, even the ones we didn't like, even the ones that we warred with, you know, they still had our back. You know, it's like, yeah, go find those bastards, you know, bring them to justice. And we took that and fucked that one up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of good and we can be, we can be better to each other. You ever notice around Christmas time, how charitable people get? I mean, if we just did that every day, if we could make that a holiday, if we just made that a day thing, feed the homeless Go work at a kitchen, go go do this, go do that, go whatever. Whatever you're thinking. Just donate a dollar on Facebook to some charity. I mean, if everybody just did one charitable thing a day, one small charitable thing a day, you know the ripple effect that would have. It'd be huge. It would be huge. And if you're a gatekeeper out there for whatever thing in life you 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 guard the gates of. Crack that thing open every once in a while. You know, it's like there's there's people out there that could just deserve a chance. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that people just look down on just because they can. Or they 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 assume they know them or assume they know what they're gonna do. Just give them a chance. Crack it open, man. Let them through. Don't be sour. Don't well, I I had to talk. Okay, great. Yeah. What would it have been nice if you didn't have to do that? <laughs> like, you what? Know. What Would you think maybe you'd be less of a sourpuss if maybe someone opened the door for you a little bit and made things a little bit easier for you? Well, that hard life kind of molded me. Maybe, maybe, maybe it did. Maybe it molded you, made, made you a tougher person, more ambitious. Maybe not. Maybe that was always just inside of you. And that was what you were going to do anyways. You know, there's no way to tell, you know, you can't, you can't take two clone people and give them the same situation in birth, but then like, you know, have like a split decision where one guy goes this way and one guy goes the other way. And and, you know, they're going to have dramatically different paths. It's like, maybe they would have the same path if they're the same, if they have it in them, you know, like, I don't know. It's just asinine. Just to, to hold things back from people, just because you you pre you've predetermined that that person is not going to be a winning bet, and that's another thing. Like, I'm not going to help them unless they help me. Well, well, fucking, that's a great attitude to have. If that was the case, man, we would have died. If any of the way we are with people today, like our our philosophy about helping and charity and stuff like that, if we had any of that philosophy thousands of years ago, man, humanity would have died on the vine. Really would have. <laughs> I, I can't see us making it this far. So just have a heart, man. Let it grow. You see that thing that's in there? Like that that warm feeling you get when you do something good? Keep doing it because it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. And like I said, man, I know one day I'll have the position to like open gates for people. And my God, that gate's going to swing wide open. If you want it, if you want it, I'll swing that damn thing wide open. You know, and try to help as many people as I can. I'm not in the position to do that right now. I'm just not. I'm trying to, I hate to use this phrase, but help myself. Help my family. But I will be in a position to help others someday. And I'm going to do that. That's going to be an ambition of mine. Is, is to be kind and charitable to others. So... Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to Dame Bramage. I love you guys. If you're, you know, listening to this podcast on the regular, really, I thank you. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff to come. Just, uh, you know, hey, listen, man, just keep sharing it. Keep listening. It's going to get somewhere. I got 100 freaking plays. So, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It only took several hundred years, but... (laughs) It's got to get somewhere, guys. I'm not giving up on this thing. And and if you're listening right now, you're like, ah, I wish I... No, I'm not going to give up. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to give you that benefit. Um, You know, I think as long as you stick to things and you work hard at it, it will come to you and this will come to me. And sometimes it doesn't work. If it doesn't, okay, what am I out? I don't know. But, you know, I just think that this is what I'm meant to do. So, anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Dame Bramage. And as always, Dame Bramage2023 at gmail.com. If you'd like to email me, the Dame Bramage Podcast Facebook page if you'd like to drop a line. Um, and oh if, you know, if I send you a link now, don't get panty twisted and, and decide I'm gonna report this guy. Like just relax, okay? Just ignore it, delete it. Tell me you don't want it anymore. Fine, I'll do that for you. Okay? Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Dame Bramwich. This has been your not so esteemed host, Jeff. It's been an honor to entertain, inform, and blow your mind. And I gotta ask, was it as good for you as it was for me? probably not I've always been somewhat of a disappointment Shh, don't tell anybody anyways if you need more Dane Bramage you can go to the Dane Bramage podcast Facebook page or you can email me at danebramage Bramage 2023 at gmail.com be good to each other and God bless